This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. You're listening to Sports and Corks. I'm Emily Cornell. And I'm Emily Jarenka. And we're going to jump right into college basketball. Yeah, so my game of the week this past week was Ohio State and Iowa um not like a super close game Ohio State like definitely didn't look very good so my hot take of this being the game where they showed everyone no like we actually could be for real definitely did not um manifest itself (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) so I don't really have much else to say about that personally I expected more from Ohio State and I did too it just was a disappointing game and Iowa. I really not, I'm not like bad mouthing Iowa and saying like, I don't know if Iowa is like that good, but when Ohio state just like craps the bed, it's kind of hard to make an argument, an argument against Iowa. Um, Mm -hmm. and like I said this last week, I don't know how Ohio state got ranked. Like they were dead last in the big 10, They weren't looking good, and now they, well, they probably won't be ranked going into next week, but my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, they're back, back to their normal selves, I guess, but, um, I, I didn't realistically really expect them to just, like, ball out this game, but I thought that it would, they would have a better showing than they did. Yeah, that, that's, like, a really good way to put it, like, (laughs) I didn't ex- I didn't have super high expectations, but like I expected them to like do something and it was just disappointing. It yeah. was like Ohio State should not they probably should not be ranked the rest of the season. And I would be surprised <laughs> if they like go to the tournament because they're just yeah. not looking hot. Yeah, we'll see what happens with them. Um but a great game. Yes. <laughs> uh, Baylor, Kansas. Um, Kansas knocks off um, Baylor in Waco. Um, I wish I was able to watch more of that game than I was. Same. Someone had uh, texted me and he was like, this is probably the best game of the year. And I was like, go! I'm so sad. I like kind of booked up my day and I could only watch bits and pieces of it. But... Wow. Wasn't wow. it at like 11 a.m. too or something? Yes, it surely was. It should have been like a primetime game. Mm-hmm. It deserved to be a primetime game. Um, both teams showed up. I have like read things where like Baylor was not playing their best, just like when Kansas hosted and Baylor won and Kansas wasn't playing their best. So we'll see the these teams play again pretty soon. And hopefully both teams are at like full health they're both looking great because it'll be just an amazing matchup um the big 12 is not messing around this season so like that's really fun um and yeah, I, it'll be a fun conference tournament to watch. yes and then when those teams go into the ncaa tournament like all of them are going to be really fun even like texas tech who mm-hmm. you know last year when they made it to the final everyone was like wait what um and they're not doing super hot this season, but I could still see them being a fun they're, team to follow. They're kind of streaky, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they're I think they're kind of a dark horse this this year for the tournament. Um like they're not doing as well this year cuz they lost some major players, but um yeah. they still managed to kind of like get your attention. Yeah. Um I think they could be dangerous when it comes time for March Madness. Yeah, and they, like, aired out Iowa State this weekend, so they run hot and cold, but they they could do some, some damage. However, 
Baylor, Kansas are probably the Big 12 teams to watch because they actually play consistently well. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that game, the last couple minutes of it, my goodness, it was so close. And I thought Baylor was going to pull it out. Yeah, I definitely did too. Um, Another fun conference tournament we have to look forward to is the Pac-12. Yes! Um, They're looking a mess right now. (laughs) That's true. Um, What chaos. So, um, number 14, Oregon, loses at Arizona State, um, but then they beat Arizona um, by one point. That was a great game as well. Um, So, thoughts on Bill Walton while we're on the state of the Pac-12. So, I have a coworker who is an Arizona fan, but he's like a very casual Arizona fan, where he'll be like, ah... I want to see, like, when Arizona played Baylor in December, he went and watched the game. And he's like, yeah, like, I hope they do well. And I'm like, you like Sean Miller? And he's like, yeah, he seems fine. I'm like, okay. Mm. <laughs> um, and so then, like, we were talking about Arizona last week, and Bill Walton came up, and he was like, ugh, Bill Walton. I'm like, you either love him or you hate him. And it says a lot about someone if they hate Bill Walton, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I'm coming to discover that people who are like, Oh, Bill Walton are like those the same people who are kind of like they don't want to see people uh, be ridiculous in like a serious situation like a basketball game and they're just like no just like focus on the game and um, I mean the game is fun to focus on but Bill Walton just has like all these fun stories and I don't know. It's people handle it well. So like when Dave Pash seems to like hate him, but like he keeps mm-hmm. like they keep being paired up and he manages it well. He's like, no, focus on the game, Bill. <laughs> I feel like they have a really unique dynamic. Yes. Um, I feel like ESPN's like, who can we put with Bill who will tolerate him the best? Yes. <laughs> and Dave maybe just happens to be that person um yeah maybe they're like best friends in real life I really don't know but um they kind of they have like good back and forth I would say yes they really good rapport and then like someone came on like it was this comedian I want to say comedian I want to say his name's uh Kevin Kelly and I'm probably wrong I like I own that but um so he comes (laughs) on and he pretends to be Bill Walton (laughs) Oh my gosh. During the Arizona State game. And uh, Dave Pash is like, you're talking so much, Bill can't even talk. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that was, so Bill Wallen did not have the Oregon-Arizona game, correct? Uh, I do not think so. I think it was just the Arizona State game. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, when Oregon would do well, he'd quack. And I'm oh, like, yes. oh my god, like, make the Arizona State Sun Devil noise now, <laughs> like, that'd be so amazing. He And, like, I know he does, like, a lot of Gonzaga games, and yeah. he'll bark. He barks, <laughs> yeah. I don't know which is my favorite, the quack or the bark? Probably the quack. The quack is, like, less uh, <laughs> startling. <laughs> yeah, true. The bark, I'm like, oh my gosh, is my TV broken? <laughs> I don't okay so here's my my take on Bill Walton like when I watch basketball games I don't really I mean yeah like I listen to the the commentators but I don't like I don't feel like I get a whole lot of what they're saying yeah um like I'm watching the game yeah they sometimes they provide interesting nuggets but like they're talking about what's happening in the game yes um but with Bill Walton I'm like okay, this has now become, like, reality TV in a way. Yes! <laughs> it's more entertaining, which is why I think that I like when he does games. Yes. Well, because he um, doesn't say things like, oh, you have to get the points, like, this game really matters, like, every game matters and all the yeah. points matter. He doesn't say stuff like that. No, he says whatever he wants. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I find that more entertaining. I, f- I find more... Um, value in that than I do just the the normal ho-hum yeah (laughs) run-of-the-mill person I guess yes he provides all these fun anecdotes and like when he goes on adventures in whatever town the game is being hosted in 
Like, he is living his best life, and it's great. He seems really happy to be there. Like, Bill Walton is genuinely happy to be talking about these games, talking about all this, like, really weird, like, fun facts. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just, he's just living his life. Yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) I think it was last year, he did a game in Spokane, and that was really funny to see him basically do a bunch of the things that I did when I would go on field trips to Spokane in elementary school because like I grew up in a small town so like a lot of times that's where we would go to Spokane for field trips yeah um and so like he I remember he went to the um carousel that they have downtown and was like riding one of the the horses on the carousel they have like a little ring thing where you can try and like I think you just try and grab a ring and pull it down from the ceiling of the um, the building that it's in. Um, and then he also went down this, they have this giant radio flyer, like, it's basically like, a, I guess an art piece, I don't know, but it's also a slide. Um, and I remember he went down that and just found that super funny. Um, but yeah, love, we love Bill Walton here. We do. That's one of those things we love. West Coast basketball. Bill Walton and um, Mike Leach, who no longer falls under the West Coast umbrella (laughs) for us. But to keep on uh, West Coast basketball, we can't not talk about uh, our West Coast favorite dropping a game to a team we both have feelings about for (laughs) very independent reasons. Um, For folks who don't know, Gonzaga and BYU are kind of rivals, and then BYU and Wyoming were once rivals, so Mm -hmm. um, we have our own biased opinions there. But, uh, so Gonzaga loses uh, 91-78. It's chaos. I mean, honestly, that whole game was like, I just felt like Gonzaga was going to lose that game. Um, They were just kind of constantly, like, they can never... They didn't really break um, that kind of, like, six-point differential mark Yeah. Um, very much. It was kind of, like, down by 11 to seven points, and they could never really kind of get out of that hole. Yeah. Um, just didn't really have a good feeling about it. Um, they've had some close games lately in conference play, and, um, you know, I think that by the time um, – the conference tournament comes around, which is very quick. Yeah. Um, and then the national tournament, I, I feel like they'll probably have worked out some of those kinks, but they were kind of due for a loss. I felt like just based on how close some of their games have been lately. Yeah. Um, plus going into BYU and playing in an atmosphere like that. I mean, it looked insane. Like the footage that they showed on TV. And I know that that's always kind of the highlight reel, but it really looked wild. Um, they had almost 5,000 students there for that game. Um, and I don't, I don't know how those players like could make a single free throw because when you saw what they were shooting at, yeah, it was like just chaos. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not shocked by it. Uh, definitely disappointed. Like I would rather, lose to St. Mary's any day than BYU. And I don't, a lot of Gonzaga fans, I don't think would agree with me on that, but, um, there's just something about the team that I, that's fair. It's fair. I just, I'm like, Oh, it just makes me mad. Yep. (laughs) Um, so, you know, they'll bounce back. Um, I think, but sometimes it's good to get the classic, you know, um, fan trying to like make lemonade out of lemons like <laughs> oh it's a good it's good to have that loss you know I mean better Keeps now yeah than in the tournament like I think Gonzaga could have a pretty deep run and so to have this like loss right now where they haven't been looking the best in the last couple of weeks because they probably need a break um yeah I think might end up helping them long term but We'll see. I'm I'm just hoping that they make they do well and um, mostly for my pride because I said that Gonzaga was the best team yesterday. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And I was then, like, oh, I love, this is a great tweet. <laughs> and 
then it and wasn't. Then, and, and then, so for reference, was it Mark Titus? No, it was Tate Frazier. Tate Frazier. Tate Frazier um, from the Titus and Tate podcast um, tweeted, like, Kansas is the best team in the country. And then Emily Cornell quote tweeted it and said, weird way to spell Gonzaga. <laughs> and this was like a couple hours, I think, before the Gonzaga BYU game tipped off, but I yeah. thought it was a great tweet. Yeah. Really funny. Um, then I got but, told to delete know. it. And then <laughs> I was like, no. And then after halftime, so I only caught, again, bits and pieces. I need to learn to say no to commitments when good games are on. And um, someone was like, you can you still have time to delete this. And I was like, no, Gonzaga's going to bounce back. Like, I had all the faith in the world in Gonzaga yesterday. I was like, no, it's okay. You can be down at halftime by that much and still bounce back. I believe <laughs> uh, my faith was very much misplaced. But I have since been like, ah, they can still come back and do really well in the tournament. Yesterday doesn't matter. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. Um, so just, like, to go through a couple stats from this Gonzaga-BYU game. Um, so Corey Kispert was 1 for 10 for oh. three-point shooting, which is, like, not normal. Um, so BYU is the best three-point shooting team in, in the country. Um, so Gonzaga was 5 for 25 um, for threes, and BYU was 11 for 27. So... Like, honestly, if Gonzaga makes even, like, one more three down the stretch, I think that would have, like, you know, it would have been, like, a closer game at that point. And I think that that, you know, maybe would have caused a change in momentum. And, like, maybe they could have gotten back into the game. Um, But just, you know, just didn't come together for them. Um, But shout out to the West Coast Conference because um, nationally they are killing it in terms of – teams that are making the most threes yes let's go west coast basketball so gonzaga is sixth i believe and i think st mary's is third Ooh. okay that can make things interesting in the next week yeah um it was something something like that when i looked it up i was like hmm, okay um so i, I think that's kind of really all i have for that game but all right Ready to move on from that one. <laughs> they And move on we shall. Um, we're going to continue on with West Coast basketball, because as everyone knows, we're biased. Uh, number 18, Colorado. I'm really disappointed that they lost in Boulder to UCLA. Who yeah. is like... That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's a hard, like, that's hard for Colorado. And then, like, when people talk bad about Tad Boyle, I'm like, oh, come on. Like... Tad Boyle is a good coach. He he mm-hmm. does he does fine with the buffs and um I think it just was like an unlucky game for the buffs. Yeah, I, I can understand why like fans are frustrated. Yeah. But, I mean Colorado um, will still probably make it into the tournament. Um and I don't think they're gonna have a deep run, but I think they'll do fine for them. For Colorado. <laughs> Yeah, I I would like to see them make it to, like, I don't know. If they could make it to a Sweet 16, that would oh, be Oh, that'd awesome. be great. Yeah, that'd be dope. I don't know if that'll happen, but. <laughs> uh, I think there are so many other, like, really good teams. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how the uh, bracket shakes out, but unless Colorado is in, like, a quadrant that is not super stacked, I'm not sure they have the grit to make it through teams like yeah you can't slip up like you yeah. can have a game like you had against UCLA no. in the national tournament like no. you're gonna be out because then um, a team like Dayton will like tear them apart blow you out of water yeah. <laughs> yes um, yeah. you would just always have to be on yeah and they're just not there yet but they I mean like they could tighten up they have a couple weeks to get it together um yeah and I think their last couple games, they should do well. Colorado should win. Should. should. Yeah, that's the key. <laughs> they should win. Just like San Diego State 
should have won against UNLV at home yesterday. Like yesterday was wild for college. Uh, it's Sunday. We're recording on Sunday, but um, so we're talking about a lot of the Saturday games. And yeah, San Diego State disappointed the Mountain West because now they're going to be dropped in the rankings like much further than if they were uh, a blue blood. So that's just very frustrating to see. Yeah, I don't know at this point, like, seeding-wise in the West, what's going to happen. Yeah, I I don't even know. Um, I mean, obviously, San Diego State's probably still going to make it. They're still going to do fine. Um, oh, yeah. Like, that's not, like, the bi- the biggest concern, but it just... But just in terms of seeding, I'm like, do these two losses, like, for Gonzaga and San Diego State, just kind of, like, cancel each other out, or, like... I, I don't know. I think Gonzaga still would be like a one seed. I mean, that's a better loss for sure. Yeah. But. I don't know. And I think the same thing for Gonzaga that where they're kind of like tired. I think that that happened for San Diego State because UNLV barely won this game. Like the end score was 66-63. And they just like got after it early. And mm-hmm. I think that when a really good team like San Diego State loses to an okay team. Like, UNLV is not, like, a scrub of a team by any stretch. Um, they aren't 7-21 and 21 like some schools in the Mountain West. So um, I think that that's just a sign of, like, fatigue, that, like, you can't get after it early in the first half. You can't get after it early in the second half. And, like, it gets harder once you get to the end to, like – like you lose steam. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how San Diego State does in the tournament, but it was kind of a disappointing loss on their end just because they're going to kind of, they're going to drop. I think they'll fall pretty far when the rankings come out. I think so too. Uh, just the nature of how these things go. Um, so just West Coast basketball in general. Lots, lots of shakeups over the weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah. And where do you see, like, for Gonzaga, like, the ranking? Where do you think they're going to fall? Mm, I don't really know. Like, I, I like, feel like they'll stay in the top ten, but. Okay. I think that's fair. What do you think? Um, I think they'll. Stay in the top ten, because, like, plenty of other teams, since so many teams have been number one and then, like, lost, and Gonzaga was the only team who was, like, number one and only, and, like, dropped a ranking because, like, then Baylor went up. Um, Yeah. I think they will not fall too, too far, and they're kind of, like, people recognize Gonzaga, and they know it's a good program, and they know that the team's good, and it was just, like unlucky so yeah I mean, well that was also like an insane road atmosphere too yes like, yeah most games that you watch like the home crowd is not like that yeah that's and like that's something to take into account and byu was ranked like so it's not like san diego state where they lost they're to, the like, number one actual right they're ranking. the number one team in the country for three-point shooting like yeah you know it's, yeah <laughs> that's and they like shot pretty well so um yeah i don't know to me it's like the ranking i don't really care yeah yeah as long as they get it together by tournament time it's all good just gotta yeah you gotta win the win the conference tournament that's what that's what really matters and i i see san diego state will probably stay in the top 15 and colorado lordy (laughs) (laughs) they keep going in and out I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, are they going to be out? I don't, I don't think they'll be out. I bet they go to, like, 22 or 23. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then number seven, Duke, lost to NC State. Um, yeah, big loss. <laughs> big loss. 88 to 66. Uh, Coach K had a wonderful moment where he didn't shake someone's hand. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I was like, I want to be that level of petty. Mm-hmm. Um it's like it's wild when Duke loses to an unranked NC State. I'm sure the NC State students were like overjoyed. 
Um, and Duke was like, "This we have bigger things to deal with than yeah. NC State. Bigger fish to fry. <laughs> They're like, this is, like, this happens. We've lost other games, and we'll be fine. Like, all these other really good teams have also lost games. Our bigger issue is probably going to be when we eventually play Kansas or Baylor. Um, yeah, so that's probably where his head's at. I would, I would assume. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, and then a quick uh, women's college basketball update. Um, coach Kim Mulkey was the fastest D1 coach, and that's like men or women, to reach 600 career wins. Um, that's just like pretty impressive. And um, I feel like she's just not getting like the recognition for it, uh, mm-hmm. probably because she coaches women's basketball and like yeah. people are not like always willing to talk about women's sports in a way where they're like, oh, yeah, well, this, like, female athlete is actually the best ever at this, or they've won the most. Like, there's always, oh, like, they're the only woman to do this, and then when, like, other people are like, actually, um, it doesn't really matter that they're a woman. It's men or women, like, across the board, not just in that, in the single um, category of women. So um, good for her. She coach for folks who don't know. She's the head coach at Baylor, so um, their athletic department is having a wildly good year. Um, I'm wondering what bags are being dropped there, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, kind of shifting gears to the NBA, Nikola Jokic, what a guy! <laughs> Lots of good social media content lately. Oh my god, yes. The All-Star Game um, just was a, a launch pad for him to just continue to be <laughs> <laughs> another level. Yeah. Um, super entertaining. If you don't... He doesn't have social media himself, so if you... The best way to get content about him is to just follow the Nuggets, I guess, um, on social media. But um, do you have, like, a favorite video from the past couple weeks? Um, I really enjoyed that one of him and Luka Doncic on the bus where he's like, look at him. He's a child. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I just, it got me so good because I, and he's like, Luka, what are you saying? And Luka's like, nothing. <laughs> um, it just was so amusing to me. And like them at the All-Star game, them when like any time they're together, it just really it makes me laugh so much because they're like, I don't know. It's not like other professional athletes where they're like really into themselves and they're like so like they don't take themselves too seriously. And that makes them even more likable. Like they were already pretty likable. And then like, they're just like danking around. So (laughs) yeah. What about you? What's your favorite? Cause I know you see a lot more of the content than I do. I think that might have been it. Um, I really like so one of one of my friends um, jokes about like she'll she'll just like say in my country a lot like she does this Eastern European accent <laughs> and like he literally said in that video he was like he does not have that in his country and I was like oh <laughs> you know the stereotypes just. Yeah. You're just checking that box in that moment. Um, That was funny. And then, uh, so he was one of the coaches for the All-Star Special Olympics Unified game. Um, And they mic'd him up for that. And that was super funny, too. Uh, (laughs) At one point, he went up to the scorer's table and asked if they could add two points for his team. Just (laughs) because. Um. So, really, if you go on Twitter and just search Jokic, like, a lot of that stuff's going to come up. Search on top, not latest. Um, but, yeah, continues to entertain. He is easily the most entertaining uh, player from the Nuggets. Like, and I, have you seen those tweets where it's talking about, like, it's the year of, like, the, something to do with, like, a guy, the guys that are athletes and hefty 
Um, oh. Because <laughs> people are always, like, okay. talking smack about uh, Jokic, and they're like, he's a fat guy. And I'm like, oh. Even my dad, we were talking about the Nuggets. He's like, oh, yeah, who's that, like, big white dude? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's um, funny. No, I don't think I have seen those kind of tweets. Um, I'll send it to you, but like it, okay. I because like uh, you know that fight that ha- like uh, for folks oh, who don't night. know us, we don't really watch fights. <laughs> um, but one of the guy, yeah. the guy who won the fight, I assume he's like mm-hmm. a big dude. Um, yeah. And so there was like him. There's Jokic. So it's like it was a heavyweight fight. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's the year of like thick guys, and I'm just like, no, it's not. Like. <laughs> We celebrate all body types, but, like, oh, my goodness. Like, you're lumping guys. Oh, one of them was Zion. And I was going to say Zion. Yes. In that conversation, yeah. <laughs> Zion's absolutely, and I just, like, when I look at Zion, I'm not, like, that guy is, like, heavy or fat. I'm just, like, that guy is just built. Like, I would not yeah. want to be, I wouldn't want to play against him. Like, man-to-man just would suck. Dude. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, it was funny that Jokic was, like, thrown in there with these other guys who were, like, big but they're also they like look very muscular <laughs> he just sure. it's just yeah. a big dude <laughs> i just i don't even know it's funny but the Lakers or not the lakers the nuggets are doing well and they're behind the lakers in the west so yeah and then the clippers are right behind the nuggets so close race um, yes in the west currently um and then milwaukee's kind of more so like out in front in the east yeah 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 so um, That'll be fun because I would but assume there's a lot of good teams this year. That's there are, but do you think the Bucks are going to win the East? Yeah, I think they will. I same, and it'll be. I'm like fun, pretty confident in that. They'll be fun to watch in the final. Um, yeah. No matter who they play. Sure. If they play the Nuggets, know, obviously I want the Nuggets to win. But like, if they don't play the Nuggets, I'd like to see the Bucks win. I kind of have a feeling though that the the champion is going to come out of the West. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's a hot take. <laughs> um, I think it's, if if it's the Lakers or the Clippers, well, I understand that, like, the Nuggets are ahead of the Clippers. Um, I could just see the Clippers beating the Bucks, And the, and the Nuggets have done yeah. it. Like, I can't be like, oh, the Nuggets are going to, like, lose to the Bucks. Because they've gone to Milwaukee and won. But, um, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like the West, like, teams in the Western Conference maybe have played more competitive games throughout the season. Yeah, that's true. Because that conference is more loaded, I would say. Yeah. Um, So, like, I I feel like the competition maybe is a little tougher out there. So, I don't know, but it could be a thing where the Bucs make the finals and then you know, maybe they didn't have as tough of a road to get there, and so they're kind of at an advantage in that way. I don't know. I mean, they're a great team. Yeah. It's hard to, hard to say, but it should be... It'll be fun. No matter what, you know it's going to be fun because it's mm-hmm. going to be teams that, like, haven't we haven't seen in a while. Or yeah, that, that's one of the nice things is just kind of a new rotation of teams coming, coming in, so... Get excited, I basketball like fans. It's going to be a fun college basketball, like, March Madness, and it's going to be a fun NBA uh, playoffs, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, what's your game of the week this week? Arizona at USC on Thursday. Um, USC. Because okay. the, the Pac-12 continues to play itself, um, so I'm like, who's actually good? I, I mean, I ask that kind of rhetorically because I know that Oregon is good, Colorado is good. Arizona is good. Um, But then teams like USC and UCLA, they come in, and Arizona State, they, like, surprise people. So I think it's just going to be a fun game that it's not necessarily, like, like, Arizona could blow out USC. Like, they very well could just go in and just, like, stick it to them. Or, you know, Sean Miller and his team could kind of juggle the game and somehow lose it. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah we'll see it'll be fun either way what's your game of the week um i guess kind of an obvious pick for me gonzaga um is playing at home against st mary's on saturday um so the last time they played um it was in moraga and um gonzaga won by 30 points i don't think it's gonna be that big of a blowout this game um 
even though it's at home. Yeah. Um, so it's Gonzaga's senior night, um, I believe, and it's just those are always close games. Um, there have definitely been some scares on, on senior night as well as some losses in the past, um, you know, yeah. several years. So um, a little nervous for that game, but I think Gonzaga's going to get the win. And bounce back um, from that loss against BYU, but uh, those are—it's just always a fun matchup to watch between those two teams. So, oh yeah, that'll be—that'll be a really just a good West Coast basketball game. Because um, St. Mary's, you said, is like pretty okay this season. Yeah, they're—they're they're fair. They're—they're um, they're good. So, what is your hot take of the week? Um, so just kind of circling back to our conversation earlier, um, I would way rather watch Bill Walton call game than Dickie V. Yep. Um, (laughs) I know it's a very unpopular opinion, but there's just something, I know they both kind of yell, but, but I don't know what it is about Dickie V. It's just kind of like more bellowing, I think. Yep. Um, but I'm just like, calm down. Like, I just prefer more, a little more of a zen <laughs> experience. Bill Walton is zen. We, we know he is. <laughs> Sometimes he gets a little crazy. But, he um, does. I just, like, I'm much more entertained by, by his games. Um, I feel like someone's just, whenever I, like, watch a game that Dickie B is doing, I just feel like someone's yelling out of my TV at me. Yeah, that's a very good way to describe it. He definitely just, like... Like, I have to turn the volume down because it bugs me. And he also is one of those people, like, when we were talking about Bill Walton and how I'm like, like, you don't really listen to the commentary unless it is Bill Walton. And, Mm -hmm. like, Dickie V is one of those people who will just be like, oh, you gotta score points here. Like, yes, that is the actual point of the game (laughs) is to score points. Like, you don't need to say that during like the commentary like nothing hurts my soul more than like a color commentary where they're like they just gotta score points like yes both teams do (laughs) i mean obviously he's a legend but i just i prefer i just find bill walton more captivating yes (laughs) maybe it's because like that's it's my hot take West Coast basketball will do that to you. East Coast basketball folks, maybe they just like love Dickie V. It's sure. just like a coastal thing. I don't know. Yeah, could be. I don't know. What is your hot take this week? Okay, so um, I've been made fun of for liking a specific rap artiste, and it is <laughs> Macklemore. Um, and I am uh, a hot take. I wish he'd put out more music. Like, I know that people don't love it. I thought Thrift Shop was like the best when it came out. Which okay, but he has so many hit songs that like so many people like. Yeah, but, but then people like definitely like talk smack. <laughs> They're just like they hate on Macklemore very easily, and I'm like, ah, yeah, he's like very mainstream, and I'm just like fine with it. And they're like, he's just this white guy rapping. I'm like, yes, and he like is very upfront about it. It's not like he's trying to be like, oh, I'm hard. Like none of his rap music is like that. He's very much like, yeah, I'm privileged. Like, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, he has like. A song called White Privilege and then one called White Privilege Part 2. They're, like, seven minutes long, but they're yeah. very good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. He, he's a different kind of artist, for sure. Um, yeah, you're right. He hasn't been putting out stuff in a while. Mm-mm. And so I just, I'd be happy to listen to that. Not that I, um, you know, I found other things. I found a, the song Doses and Mimosas, and that uh, <laughs> doesn't really fill the Macklemore void, but it tries. <laughs> um, and then... Someone, well, one of our listeners, a homie of the pod since day one, uh, submitted a hot take that the MLB should absolutely strip the Astros of their World Series title. And if they choose not to strip the title um, from that team or that title, the team should refuse to play our team should refuse to play them to devalue their season as much as they devalued the 2017 season. And if Altuve could be, could be proven to have used the buzzer, um, it seems likely he should also have his MVP title revoked. Um, wow. Yeah. I was like, that's very support. Like this person is not like a baseball person to my knowledge. Like never mm-hmm. in life do we talk about baseball, but they were like, 
hey, are you going to talk about um, the Astro scandal? And I'm like, well, the Astro scandal is the most exciting thing to happen in uh, baseball in recent memory. And even then, like, it's not exciting enough to, like, get its own segment. Um, yeah. Because, like, it happened and it was like they kind of got a slap on the wrist and it's whatever. Um, baseball is kind of like not rapidly losing interest, but people are just not as into it as they once were. And we are not avid baseball fans. Like we enjoy going to games, but we are not actively following everything. Um, and I didn't know that like teams that, um, they'll like get fined for, I think like if they, not like attack, because no one really attacks each other in baseball, but, like, if they hit someone in the game, and if it's an Astros player, like, they'll be fined more than if it was just a player from another team, which I was like, mm-hmm. that is wild. Like, yeah. I did not realize so many players were so upset with the Astros. Like, obviously, I see baseball Twitter, and people are like, yeah, like, I'm so mad at the Astros. And, like, everyone just, like, talking smack and i get it like the the astros cheated but um i didn't realize the extent to which people were unhappy with their cheating because i was like oh if the astros did it probably other people were doing it um kind of like the lance armstrong thing when he was cheating like everyone else who was behind mm-hmm. him for the next like 20 uh competitors were also probably cheating yeah i i don't i don't really know how i feel about it's a the, lot. Yeah, I mean, really, I just don't know how I feel about all of it. I know, I know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about stripping titles. It, yeah. Like, on one hand, I feel like it doesn't really do anything because, like, people still remember that you, like, won, you know? Yep. But on the other hand, I guess if you don't strip titles, then it's like there's not really consequences for cheating, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're kind of stuck between, a, like, a rock and a hard place for it. Yeah. Um, but if you have a, a hot take you want us to talk about, because this is definitely one neither one of us would have, like, included as our hot takes or even, like, a um, its own thing to talk about. Because, again, I had no idea that this was such a big deal to people. Um, like, obviously, the press release came out from the Astros and people were kind of, like, outraged. But um, I thought it was like the, okay, I'm unhappy, but like, I'm ready for it to be baseball season. I'm going to kind of look past it. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So feel free to share your hot takes and we'll probably learn something from it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We, we learn something new every day. We do love it. Um, And this week I would like to learn what um, kind of wine you're having. This week I'm drinking an Apothic Red Crush. Um, because I tried this white wine that I picked up from Trader Joe's and Trader Joe's rarely lets me down in terms of food, but sometimes I pick up wine and they aren't Trader Joe's labels. I want to throw this out here because we are still campaigning for Trader Joe's to be our sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's other wines that Trader Joe's carries. Exactly. They're not their own brand. And it was not great, but it was a Pinot Grigio and it was like carbonated and- Yeah, it was is not good. So I had to go to something I know and respect, and that is Apothic Red, and I like the crush. And it's just a mild red blend that, you know, it's really what a, a really nice end of the weekend. What wine are you drinking? Um, so it's a Cab Sauv um, called Trayana. Um, it's, like, pretty easy to find. Um a California red wine, um, and it has um, hints of vanilla, oak, and chocolate, supposedly. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, just to go with my normal flavor profile. It's really wild. <laughs> like, when I when I pick something up, like, and then I, I'm like, oh, I like this. And then I do, I go to Vivino, which is, like, the wine app that yeah. it gives you, like, recommendations. You can scan a label and, like, or take a picture of a label and then rate the wine, and then it, like, curates recommendations for you based on what you've said you like. Um, but it's really crazy because if there's... Whenever I get a wine that I, like, really like and I scan it in the app, it's, like, those three things are always part of, like, 
the flavor profile for the wine. And I'm like, this is weird. At least you can say <laughs> so I'm kind of I'm kind of buying into the whole uh, like concept of people having flavor profiles that they like. Yeah. <laughs> um, even if they're super specific and I don't know what oak tastes like, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> But uh yeah, so Triana Kapsov. Um, is my recommendation for the week. Very nice. That should get people through uh, the rest of February. And if you're starting Lent this week, um, oh. get that wine in. Unless you're not giving up wine, then, like, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Um, some random sport updates. Uh, the MLS kicks off on Saturday the 29th of February. So... We probably won't have a lot of MLS updates, let's be real. But that doesn't mean we don't care as a fan of the Colorado Rapids. I'd like to see them do well. I don't know if they're going to do well, but it'd be fun. I'm sure it'd be fun for your job also if the Rapids did well. (laughs) It'd be cool. Yeah, I would like to see that. And then CU, last week we talked about Mel Tucker leaving for Michigan State. Um, right after he said he was not going to leave the University of Colorado. Uh, Colorado has since hired a head coach, Carl Durrell, and he was coaching in the NFL. He'd been, like, with a bunch of, a few different teams. Um, And I was happily surprised that he is black. Um, Mm -hmm. Mel Tucker's black also, so, like, it's not, like this is a new thing for Colorado to have a black head coach. Um, but for folks who have not been to Boulder, it kind of does matter that CU has a head coach that's black. Um, it just, not only does it look good, like optically when you're looking at the athletic department, um, but it's a good presence to have on that campus to have someone who's in that type of position a person of color. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if they're necessarily black. Um, Cause there is like kind of a lack of diversity in Boulder. I know it's come, it's a shock to many that <laughs> Boulder, Colorado is very white. Um, and I, and I know people don't necessarily talk about this when they're looking at coaching, like college coaches and like what those uh, demographics look like. I, I know for the NFL, it's a big thing where they talk about head coaches that are black but um, it's important to talk about it at a college level also. And considering CU is like in a Power Five conference, um, it's pretty significant that they have a coach of color. And I'm glad that they found a coach. Um, he has <laughs> ties to the University of Colorado, so hopefully that keeps him around for a good amount of time. And he had a, a pretty impressive, like his resume is pretty good. Um, like, He's coached at UCLA. He's coached in the NFL. He coached at Vanderbilt. Um, And then he was with the Miami Dolphins most recently. So um, definitely not a scrub of a coach. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm really hoping for the best for him at CU to help, like, I... The football team has a good culture, so it's not like I'm like, oh, I want him to, like, change the culture of this football program. But, um... I know a lot of players seem pretty upset players and like administrators, like everyone was pretty upset when Mel Tucker left, which like, I'd be pretty upset too. If someone was like, Hey, I'm not going to leave and leaves two days later. <laughs> yeah. While I understand while he left, he, he left for the money he left. Um, Cause Michigan state probably looked a little more appealing than Colorado. I don't, I can't understand it. I'm not sure if I would leave Boulder for, uh, East Lansing, but that's just like <laughs> personal preference for climate. Um, yeah. Uh, the If Carl Durrell does well, I think it would be just very good for the overall culture there. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that hire? Um, I'm, I'm kind of just glad that they have, you know, like landed on someone. Yeah. Um, I think in that situation, it's good to just, like, I mean, you don't want to rush things, but I think it's good to bring someone in there um, kind of as soon as you can. Yeah. Just to get the program, like, moving again in a positive direction and, you know, hopefully be able to move on from the the feelings that p- 
players had about their coach leaving um, for another school after a year. So I think, um, you know, maybe it's an unexpected hire, but um, I think it's good that they have someone in place now. Yeah, for sure. Good that they have someone good that they have someone who's coached at Colorado and like understands what Mm -hmm. they're getting themselves into and um, best of luck to the buffs. Hopefully they don't have another five and seven season. Yeah. (laughs) And like you said, you know, good. It's important to have head coaches that are people of color. So yeah. Representation matters. Yeah. Um, do we have any personal plugs for either sports and corks or yourself? Um, I think just the main one would be to follow, um, our new sports and corks account on Instagram. Yes. Um, we promise we don't post too much. (laughs) We don't. Just enough to keep you interested. <laughs> yes, and we're funny. Um, yes. Uh, so it's at Sports and Corks, spelled out. Um, give us a follow on there. And then we almost have 100 Twitter followers, I believe. Yes. So um, follow us on Twitter. It's the same handle, at Sports and Corks. Um, that's all I have this week. What about you? Um, my usual of, like, Tailgate Society content listen to the podcasts and read the articles um the bachelor from my understanding should be over in the next couple weeks Mm -hmm. so there will be a couple more bachelor tea articles from uh jackie and yeah like just read our content it's a it's a variety and we are a we're not an iowa state uh website we are an everyone website, but really most of the writers are Big 12. So we're a Big 12 website, low-key, <laughs> but not, like, completely as a Wyoming fan and as Emily is a Gonzaga fan. Uh, we also like the West Coast sports. Yes. So that is all I have for this week. You know, I think I th- we've covered a lot of ground today, so. We did. Got a lot of basketball, got a lot of... A lot of variety of basketball things in, um, <laughs> and like only more to come as we get to the tournaments. The conference tournaments are going to be way fun. Definitely. I cannot wait for that. So. Things are going to heat up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Emily and Emily, Sports and Corps.